Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest today is Nadine Hanscher. Now, I have spoken many, many a time about being a True Colors coach. And when I did the True Colors test, it was an epiphany for me, an understanding of my personality type and the reason why some people didn't get me, you know, especially in the family. But it has been such an eye opener for me through the years and it's helped me kind of identify how to speak to people and the kind of people that I really do interact with. But Nadine, for the last 25 years, has been developing a personality process herself and it is quite extraordinary. She used it on me the other day and I have to tell you, it was another eye opener. It completely rang all the bells. I identified with everything that she was saying to me and we will be addressing some of that in the show today. Her book, um, which is called Knowing Me, Knowing You, the PEP Personality Process, um, is out now, and we will talk about the book. She's been actually 30 years really developing this prep personality process, um, and it works. It works. I mean, I've, I've been very cognitive of it since she's done it on me, because it's like it's there now. I, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's my kinesthetic self coming through. <laughs> and I'm, I'm able to identify what personality I'm in at the present time and why I'm reacting the way I'm reacting. And it's certainly been another wonderful eye opener. But that's what we're going to share today and her book and her wonderful expertise that she's dedicated to for the last 30 years. So welcome, Nadine. Thank you for having me, Sarah. My, 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 my pleasure. It really was. And I really, it was food for thought afterwards. And it's, and it has been, ah, okay, yes. Mm, yes. Ah, that makes sense. And I'm saying all the time to people, if we're upset with life, if, if we feel disconnected, most of the time it's because we don't know who we are. We, we don't have an, a knowingness of ourselves, only of an expectation of what we should be. And we don't know who we are or why we are. And that really presents a problem. Absolutely. It really does. With, when, when we know ourselves, we know and we know what to do when we're in balance or out of balance or on our pivot or off our pivot or, you know, some people call it their dark side or their light side. <laughs> Whatever, whatever reference you want to use. Darth Vader um, side, yes. <laughs> there are other sides sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, when we know ourselves and we know when we're going off or when we're, how to get back on, on track, how to, how to do the things that we need to do for ourselves, take care of our own energy, take care mm -hmm. of our own person. And when we can do that, it's, you know, we, we aren't really bothered by, a lot of other things we can <laughs> we can take in other things and 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 do other things um with other people in a much more calm compassionate kind loving <laughs> caring manner um you know be more accepting be more gentle um then if we're if we're in turmoil if we're in conflict with ourselves if if we if we have that that inner sort of mm -hmm 
feeling that we could take care of everybody else and, and, yeah. and are, are leaving ourselves out, not respecting ourselves, that ends up translating into really having a lot of conflict and drama out, outside of yeah. ourselves as well. A hundred percent, because, you know, I think we've been conditioned that kind of in a way we don't matter as long as we're there for someone else you know, almost sacrificial, you know, servant. And we are so busy trying to please other people. And we are, we're completely doing it out of character. You know, we're stepping into again what they want rather than what we want. We don't know what we want because we've never been given permission to know. And, and there's so few programs out there that can show us who we are and what, uh, you know, our particular prevalent personality type is and then embrace that because that's your gift right learn to use it because now you're you're bringing yourself more honestly and authentically forward to other people instead of like well i tried to please them but they just swish me aside well stop being a people pleaser and start stepping into yourself and your own strengths because then that's what you're bringing is a gift of you well sarah one of the things that you know, I work when I work with people, one of the first things that I show them quite often is a little diagram of, of kind of like a bullseye <laughs> where yes. there's the center and then there's rings that go out. And, you know, one of the 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 most important things that people need to learn is to to look at themselves and to truly put themselves first. Yes. And I don't mean first in terms of anger or first in terms of, you know, putting other people down or anything like that. But, you know, what is truly best for them and, you know, look into their hearts and, and really what's truly best for them. And if they do what's truly best for them, it's actually best for everyone else, even if they don't like it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You, you talked at the beginning there about energy. Now, if you're not in your true energy source, then you are in a conflicting energy. And this is where that static starts rubbing and sparks start flying, right? So it's being in sync with self is being in energy with self. And then the energy you're putting out is more pure. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, with, with the system that I have, there, there's four zones and there's four um, components and how those components fit into the four zones and we all have the four zones and we all have the four components so you know there's 24 different ways those those fit together so there's 24 different personality styles out there um, and each zone tells us something about how you interface for instance the the, the outside zone which is your environmental zone, is how you interface with your environment mm -hmm. and how that affects you and, and what can overwhelm you. Um, you know, your, your communication style is yes. your biggest part of your personality. It's, mm -hmm. the, it's the biggest part of you that you show the world, that, that you receive communication, that you make your decisions from. Um, so, and then, and then you have your challenge. <laughs> the next zone is your challenge zone. And it, when, it, when you're in balance and you're not stressed, that challenge zone blends with your communication style. And you have this sort of beautiful dance between the two. And it's the second largest part of you that you show the world. 
when you go into stressful situations though you mm-hmm. you have a tendency to what i call land in the out of balance qualities of that particular component and and it's kind of magnified in a way yes yes <laughs> and so that you know knowing how to work with that and knowing how to get back on track and and get out of that stressful situation or or to avoid that stressful situation altogether is really important yeah, then, it's knowing your arena, right? You know, it's like, mm, no, I can feel too much static here. <laughs> you know, uh, this person's already rubbing me up the wrong way. Uh, no, there is no interaction going to go on here. Let's just avoid it altogether. And, oh, but no, you've got to meet this person. No, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, you've just got a feeling. And if you're feeling your hackles going up or you're just feeling uncomfortable, sometimes listen to that vibe, right? Listen to that feeling. Well, I always suggest everyone listen to their intuition. Um, your intuition is 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 usually a hundred percent accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so listen to that intuition. Um, and then the last the last is is the security zone. And the security zone is how you create security for yourself, but also what happens when you become insecure and how do you react and respond then. And then how to get back into balance in that. And, and we can be in and out of balance in all components, um, not necessarily all at once. Um, <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's basically how the system works. And it's, it's a pretty comprehensive system. And there's a lot of systems out there, as you were, you yep, know, mentioning yep. colors. And all of them have validity. Yes. Uh, you know, this is not me saying that they don't have validity. Just the feedback I've gotten with my system over the last 25 years is that it's very, very useful and practical, and it allows the person to get to know themselves. It allows the person to get to know their spouse. It mm. allows the person to, you know, work with their children, <laughs> with their, you know, team at work. Um, so it, it has a, a, a real versatility to it in terms of that. The thing is, is whatever your your strong strength of your personality is you may not be everybody's cup of tea you know that particular strain of you might be just too much for other people that are working from a a different you know paradigm there and it doesn't mean that the you know enemies or that the that the person doesn't like you is that you haven't found a connective link because you're both coming at it from very strong sides that maybe do not complement each other so it's trying to find another thread you know, that you can communicate on because we can always find ways to communicate with people, but sometimes we have to step out of our strength to do that because our strength may be overbearing. Well, absolutely. And, you know, when I work with management teams, one of the, you know, and I, and they each find out how the other people process. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting because it's like, you can see the light bulbs going off. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, oh, that's why we haven't been able to communicate. Oh, that's why I feel that that person doesn't like me or that's, you know, and, and you can begin to take things less personally. Right. And you can begin to look for solutions and to how to bridge uh, the differences and, you know, diversity actually breeds Mm -hmm. creativity. Mm -hmm. So we want diversity. Um, We don't want to cut ourselves off from people that are different than us. We actually want to welcome them in mm-hmm. because that is such a wonderful thing to, to work with. And, you know, it's 
if everybody was all on one channel, it would be a very boring piece of music. Why do we have an orchestra? You know, everybody comes with their own expertise of, of the instrument they're playing. And sometimes, you know, a person gets a, a solo because they're, they're part of that particular number. And, and others, it's the working together is what creates. But you can't turn around to the violin and say, well, you don't play like I do on the piano. No, I don't. I play the violin. But how can we play together and create the harmony? Because we are, as human beings, always look at, um, conditioned to look at the differences. You're not like me, so therefore you cannot be as good. Right. And this is where I think where we have so much conflict, you know, in politics and religion and in education and even the home front is like stop comparing and appreciate and celebrate the person for who they are. Because when you do that, you truly see how they can benefit you. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. And one of the, the things about my system that's kind of different is that it, it doesn't have any like it doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether you're what your religion or where you come from or your culture or any of those things. None of that matters when you're doing the processing style because the pet processing style is, is universal. Yes. And so, you know, I mean, what was, what was the one thing that really stood out for you and oh. we went through your processing stuff. Well, I'm almost certainly kinesthetic, yes. <laughs> I am. <laughs> and actually, you know, for people who don't know what that means, let's let's look at each one of them and, and what they truly mean. But, uh, and explain what kinesthetic means to people because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there going to go, okay, I relate. <laughs> Okay, so what, what you're actually referring to is your communication style. So I just want to, so in the communication zone, you're kinesthetic. Mm -hmm. And as a kinesthetic communicator, you are a feeling person. You mm -hmm. are very emotionally sensitive. You, you are a person that l literally, um, you know, if I'm following you around the grocery store, you'll be, you know, touching the tomatoes and you'll be, you know, if it's a clothing store, you'll be feeling the material because you're very tactile. Mm -hmm. You're also very active. So you want, you know, kinesthetic people are action oriented people. They want to just start jumping in and doing things. Mm -hmm. um, and they're your team player, your collaborator. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, this is also very kinesthetic and kinesthetic communicators talk in story. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's one of the things that they do. And they're trying to, with their story, give people a feeling for what they're talking about. Now, let's just go for a moment to maybe somebody that isn't kinesthetic, mm -hmm. um, maybe a different processing style that, that just wants the facts. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so they're listening to the kinesthetic story and they're, they're going to go, you know, like, is there a point to this? Yeah. Like, can we get to the point? Yes. <laughs> and the kinesthetic person is like, well, I'm giving you the point. Yes. I'm giving you, the point. <laughs> you know, and this is where, you know, communication can sometimes go off or the, and, and with being kinesthetic, you're going to, you're going to take that personally and you're going to feel offended by that. When in actual fact, the person isn't trying to be offensive. Right. They're just, they, that's not how they communicate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. That actually in the true colors is I'm a screaming blue. Um, which is, you know, that kinesthetic and, and communicative. And of course, the blue in the chakras is the throat, right? So, and the green is the analytical person. 
okay, you know, where, where is the point of this? Where's the proof in this? Uh, I need more data, right? And, and a, a kinesthetic blue will be a person, I'm giving you all the data, but in a story format, right? Everything you need to know is in this story, but they just want to know A, B, C, and D. So. Exactly. And in, in, in the system that my system, you're cognitive in your challenge, which mm -hmm. is, which is the, 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 that's all about thinking and words and making meaning and making sense out of things. And, you know, and uh, that's the, the analytical part of you and the, the wanting information part of you. Hungry and, for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, so as a kinesthetic communicator, you're wanting people to, to feel good. Your, your yeah. biggest, your, your biggest, um, value is comfort you want to be comfortable in your in your environment in your relationships in your clothing you know mm -hmm. <laughs> comfort is huge um you also want to have fun yes people are very fun oriented people and and many in many ways very childlike in 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 a lot that they do um now yes when are you going to grow up <laughs> never <laughs> they get that a lot <laughs> Stop being a Peter Pan. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, if you go out of balance, that's a whole different story. Uh, yes. Right? And yes. So then you can go into the negative emotion and swim around in it, kind of like yeah. a pig in mud. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> or, or, you know, you can go into other places as well. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that every processing style is very unique in itself. Yeah. So even if one component is in a different place, it can actually make quite a difference in the personality. And I think, you know, I'm this kinesthetic uh, communicator, you know, when you describe that, yes, it's me, 100% me. And, and it aligns, as I said, with the other as well. Um, it's not for you to change who you are. It's for you to embrace who you are, but be more aware of who you are addressing, right? And maybe you can tell by the way they dress the way they look the words that they use is how you're going to have to adjust your communication with them and so it's been i think being kinesthetic is it's a kind of the awareness one isn't it you know where you really are aware so use that awareness in communicating with other people well in actual fact in in the english language there are four different languages so the kinesthetic language is, is all about feeling words and action words and doing words. The, the cognitive is all about analyzing and making mm. sense and giving it meaning and you know any of the processing words. The visual is all about painting a picture. Mm -hmm. And the auditory is all about how does it, how does it sound? Yes. You know, it, does, it, does it click with me? Does it, does it, you know, does it snap into place? Um, so in actual fact, even the words that people are using, you know, does it, does it resonate with you? That yeah. would be a, an auditory word or, or that sounds right. You yes. know, saying, well, that sounds right. Or that feels right is a kinesthetic or that looks right. Or that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, co cognitive people, because they actually use a wide variety of words, they actually go through all of them. One of the things that you can catch them on is the, I know. Mm -hmm. they'll often say I know <laughs> and and it doesn't mean that they already know it, it it's just that as you're saying it they know it right and so it, it's kind of an interesting 
thing. So they get, so that's one of the ways of identifying a cognitive communicator is that they say, I know a lot, or that makes sense a lot. Yeah, because the I know isn't not, I know you don't need to tell me. It's, I know I hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that we need to be aware of because, I mean, understanding, you know, all of this process, but we also have got to understand uh, the tone that we use in our communication, because I know is very different from I know, right? And that can just literally shift a whole perspective in the way you say something. So, you know, the the rhythm and the tone that we that we respond with or the what that we use is also how people are going to open up to to hear you. Absolutely. Um, how we say something in terms of our tone and our volume and our cadence um, is a very important thing because if you're saying it and often mm -hmm. uh, with the auditory communicators, they're, they're not aware of their tone. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes, well, sometimes quite often <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, when you're working with say an auditory person, they will actually give you an, it sounds like an order yeah. um, when they're talking and it sounds like there's no room for communication. When in actual fact, for them, they don't, they're not, that's not their intent. It just is the way that they're talking. Um, and so sometimes it just sounds and they, like they're giving you an order. <laughs> and that to a kinesthetic person immediately puts their back up. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> so, yeah. So again, know who you're receiving your information from. No, 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 they're, they're, they're that person, uh, you know, they don't mean anything offensive. Don't take offense, kinesthetic. <laughs> Right. Well, yes. And the, the, the challenge in, in the kinesthetic communicator or the, the, the thing that you have to watch out for is setting boundaries. Yes. Because that's the other thing with kinesthetic communicators is, you know, sometimes they don't really know where they begin and end. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what is me and what isn't me? And I, and I always say to every kinesthetic communicator, delay your response. If someone is asking you to do something, please delay your response. Take a breath. Because, because if you don't, what ends up happening is you, you will give the response the person wants because you're picking up on what they mm. want, not on listening to your own feelings. Right. And then you walk away and you go, why did I say yes? I don't really want to do that. And, yes. you know, and, then, and then because comfort's your highest value, yes. <laughs> then it becomes uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, you either avoid the person mm -hmm. <laughs> or you make an excuse. Change phone numbers. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you actually um, end up doing it and resenting doing it. Yeah. And so, you know, none of those are comfortable. Uh, yeah. So it's really important to delay that response. Even if you just have to go to the bathroom and check in with yourself. Yeah, that, that's uh, a very good tip, there. actually, because in, in my own thing, I've, I've been far too quick to say yes. And then what I find is you've said yes once or twice, and now they think you're going to say yes every time. And, and, and yes, one of the hardest words for me is no. Um, I, and so for me, it's, I'm sorry, not at this time. You know, I, I could be comfortable with that. I always feel um, I'm offending someone if I say no. And that's something I've had to learn to do. It's okay to say, no, I can't do it. But I always feel guilty afterwards. <laughs> you have absolutely nothing to feel guilty about because you're being clear with them when you say no. 
Yeah. And, you know, one of the, the, the other tricks that I will tell kinesthetic communicators is if the person is insisting on an answer right now and they're not giving you that time to delay the, your response to check in with yourself, then you say, well, if I have to give you an answer right now, the answer is no. Right. And that way it allows for you to give them the no response right away instead of the yes response. And so you've changed that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, sometimes I, I use, um, I'm unable to do that for you, but I may know somebody else who can. So it's finding ways to gracefully say no um, without feeling the guilt and or feeling that you've let somebody down. And uh, yeah, as as a kinesthetic person, you know, sometimes I get really irritated with my own feelings. <laughs> Why can't you just simply say no? <laughs> well, I'm going to point out that if you're saying yes when you really should mm. say no for yourself, that the person you're letting down is yourself. Yeah. And you know, again, when we truly do what's best for us, it's best for everybody else, even if they don't like it. I know. I know. Yes. Lesson still to be learned. I've got better at it. Most certainly got better at it, but it, it's still that overwhelming feeling there sometimes. And I have to take the breath and say, it's okay. It's okay. Right. As I say, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm somebody's strong cup of black coffee. You know, it's, we're not meant to be here to fit into everyone else's agenda, are we? No. Um, we're here to walk our own path mm -hmm. and we're here to do what we're here to do. And, you know, one of the things about the processing styles is that everybody has gifts. Everybody has talents. Everybody has things that they, that they can give to the world and everyone has challenges. There is no processing style that doesn't have both gifts and, and, you know, talents and challenges. Yeah. Everybody has those. And so it's, it's knowing what yours are and developing your gifts and giving those gifts to the world. And it's knowing what your challenges are and how to deal with that so that, that you can, you know, be your best self as often as you can. Yeah, as often as we can. And that becomes more and more often as you become more in sync with self and you know, knowing who you are and always, you know, it's always putting your best foot forward, isn't it? Um, but, you know, there are times that you need to retreat, whoever you are. Um, you know, I have your diagram here, which we'll uh, insert, but, you know, you've got security, challenge, communication and environment. So the environment is very, very important, isn't it, to setting the stage of how we're going to interact with people? Well, you know, again, what depending on the component that's mm -hmm. in the environment, you know, for some people, it's an auditory thing, and it might be, you know, that they, they, they're being disturbed by noise or, or the loudness of the noise. Um, it could be that they get overwhelmed by, you know, the noise or someone yelling at them or, you know, they get taken into the movie by the music of the mm. movie, even a commercial can, you know, yes. <laughs> them in by the movie or by the sound. Um, and, or if they're visual, you know, if things are really out of whack in their environment, uh, particularly in their own personal environment, their office or their home, that can actually cause them to go into overwhelm. Mm. Um, or if the person is cognitive, then the words that people are, are using towards them, the, the, the information coming at them, if it's too much information, it can actually overwhelm them. Right. 
Um, if they're kinesthetic in their environment, then if it's somebody that they that they care about, what happens is is that they they get overwhelmed by that person's emotion and they go internal and they don't come. You know, they they you think that they're still there, but and they might even still be talking, but they're actually not paying attention to what's going on for that person because they're inside. So you know, it's it's a it, the environment does every single zone and every single component matters in your processing style and learning where it is and which component is in which zone and how that works is a really, really wonderful thing because it gives you your full, you know, your full experience as a human being. We're not static. No. You know, we, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we move, we, we, we flow. When we get stressed, we, we're, we land in that challenge zone in the mm -hmm. out of balance qualities. When, when we're feeling insecure, we, we land in that, that zone where we're, you know, with this, the component of security, you know, it, it's, so we're, we're moving and changing in terms of our internal states and our internal, what, what's going on and how we're operating out in the world. Yeah. And so, you know, being more in balance, being more on our pivot, being, being more <laughs> in our, you know, on our track, on, on our track that we, we want to walk down, um, learning how to do that and get back into balance, learning how to work with other people, learning how to recognize, say, our partner, our husband, our mm -hmm. children are in balance or out of balance. And, and, and also, you know, how to not take that personal yeah. as well. And, uh, you know, or our, or our, our boss at work or, you know, so it, it's a, the more we understand and the more we can take control of our own energy and our own self, the better off we are. You know, environment for me, because I can only use me as an example, is I'm organized chaos. You know, um, I'd love everything to be orderly, but in its chaos, it is. And I may not always remember where everything is, <laughs> but right now I'm surrounded by books. Many, many of the books are uh, people I've interviewed. And I've got a big window here with lots of light coming in. And I'm one of these people that when I'm watching a show and if it's got very sinister or if it's got very violent, uh, I'll either change channels or mute because the music along with the violence exponents, you know, the, the pain or the anguish that's going through and I wait for that scene to come to go back again. But I also use music as an equalizer to balance me where the frequency literally goes in and rebalances the, the whole of me again. And I think in knowing yourself, it's, you've got to know, you know, what causes the friction and where can you go to find the balance? Because it doesn't matter what program you're doing out there. We all talk about finding balance because if we're not in balance, we're askew and we're going to go off in, in angles that we shouldn't go off in. And so you have a spouse that he's out of balance, she's out of balance. What's going to happen there? Chaos. Right. And you want to bring order back to that. So we both need to find our own balance in our own ways and then bring that succinctness back to ourselves. Uh, to each other. And you are auditory in your environment. Mm -hmm. I am. And that's why muting works and that's why music bringing you back into balance works. Yes, absolutely. You know, it is fascinating because I almost feel that sometimes people just look at people as if they were cut out creatures, flat 
you know and you know when you when you've cut the many many dolls and you open up <laughs> the string and everybody looks the same and you can turn an angle and they're completely flat sometimes we treat each other like that don't we you know it's that we don't look at ourselves is that if you change is around in different angles you see a different a different person and it's fascinating and it's intriguing and it's wondrous and and it's fabulous to get to know people and how they are and where you connect and everything why do we as a human race just look at each other as this flat stereo picture and and not devour each other in in all our wonderfulness <laughs> Well, I think I think this is a very human thing is that we have a tendency because we have our filters and we filter things in a certain way that we also judge or or look at or, you know, interpret um, what other people are doing through those same filters, um, which is pretty normal, actually, uh, not realizing that we're doing that, though. Yeah. And so, again, the more you get to know yourself and the more you understand that there are other personalities out there that operate differently than yours, then then you can begin to see those wonderful things and, and you can see the, 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 the talents and the gifts mm. that the other people bring. And you can also see their challenges. Yes. Um, you know, and I think that People have always intrigued me. Mm. You know, I, I moved a lot as a kid. And so I got lots of opportunity to observe a lot of different people. And, you know, I just, it, it was quite amazing to me that, that there could be so much diversity and whatnot. And so, it, you know, I, I have always been fascinated by people and, and I, I, you know, all the, all the different variants yes. of, of them, which is probably why I do what I do. Exactly. Um, and it's, you know, this is, this is something that I think is so important. And I, I mean, you get so much more joy out of life yeah. when you can appreciate the differences instead of, you know, making them wrong you know yeah I, I completely agree with you I mean you know so many people are like you know you're not like me so therefore you're different so therefore you're wrong but let's take a musical instrument you know um one of the guys I interviewed Justin Johnson a young guy he can play a guitar out of anything an oil can somebody sent him a spade a shovel and he made an instrument out of that car parts people are constantly making him things to say make music out of it and he does and he makes it some americana blues and it's great music and it's his imagination his creativity but his sensitivity to the sound he knows how to bring the sound out of anything if it's got strings and that becomes a gift to us Right? But we limit ourselves so much to, well, it's a guitar and I just play these three chords over and over again. And it's like you're bored. Everybody else is bored listening to you. There's so much more to you. Why don't you step up in discovery of self? Absolutely. It, you know, our, we have so much to give the world. Everyone yeah. has something to give the world. And, you know, in terms of you never need to be bored. No. <laughs> You know, there, there's so much out there in the world. There's so much inside of yourself. There's so much that you can do in, you know, and it's, you never really need to be bored because there's always more to learn. You know, we are learning machines. Mm -hmm. Human beings are learning machines. 
And, you know, when we stop learning, that's a problem. Yes. Because, yes. you know, we are learning machines. We, we started learning the moment we were born. And we are meant to be learning until the moment we take our last breath. Yes. And so it's and that's really- what we do with that knowledge, isn't it? You know, we're, we're not just learning, just put it in our own encyclopedia. You know, we're learning to share the knowledge. And it's like, oh, do you know what I've learned? Oh, I just watched that person, just read this book. I just listened to this person. Did you know? And when we do that, it's excitement behind it. And somebody would go, really? And, you know, it might be just the momentary knowledge. You know, uh, birds and the bees and this and that. You learned something. Oh, I didn't know that. It doesn't mean that you're going to retain it until maybe you need to know it again down the road. And then you can go, did you know to someone? But it's the excitement of knowledge because it, it opens us up. You know, no boxing, no blinkers. It just opens up to the wonders of the world. Absolutely. And sometimes it's just entertainment. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, like a beautiful sunset or, you know, it, it can be awe-inspiring, right? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it, I think that it's so important to keep learning. And one of the things that you want to keep learning about is yourself. Mm. Without and, judgment, without judgment. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, and, and in positive psychology, you know, it's really important to also appreciate ourselves. We need to respect ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to learn how to respect ourselves. We need to learn how to appreciate ourselves. We need to learn how to celebrate the things that we have accomplished, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be big things. I, I, I often share the story of me mounting a, te- a towel rack in my bathroom. And, you know, for somebody else, that would be such an easy task. But I've always had men in my life, my father, <laughs> my husband, <laughs> that knew how to do those things. And I did it myself and it was straight. <laughs> I was very pleased and yes. I saw that achievement yay (laughs) it doesn't have to be something big right celebrating your achievements and that that gives you more energy to accomplish more that gives you more more energy to appreciate yourself and i think it's so important to that builds your self-esteem you know Mm -hmm. those things build your self-esteem and respecting yourself is so important and so many people put themselves last. Yeah. Yes. Been there, done that. And, you know, I used the word judgment just now. And, you know, the, the biggest critic is yourself because you allow everybody else's voices to judge you. And then you take that judgment on and you think, well, I will never, or I'm a failure. I can't do that. That will never be me because you're listening externally instead of internally and really when we when it comes to it in in the entire program that you have here it's know thyself from the inside out and we have to be willing to take that journey because you know uh, understanding who we are and why we are we understand our creativity and what we're here to do and we could step up and do it without any apology absolutely and you know people often think that well i'm waiting to find my purpose and that's the exact opposite of actually finding a purpose. Mm. You need to be in movement. Yes. You need to be doing in order to find your purpose. You need to make a commitment to something and then you, you, you develop that purpose. And, and so quite often there's this, this passive, passive, I can't say the word right now. Passive <laughs> aggressive. Passive <laughs> is the word I was looking for. Um, passivity that, you know, while I'm waiting to find my purpose, and it, that's the exact 
opposite of what you need to be doing. You're waiting for the Amazon delivery, right? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, I assure you, you you know, doing this program, you know, when you started it, I mean, I I bet it wasn't, well, in 25 years, I'm going to be doing this and I'm going to know all of that and I'm going to be doing that. It says like intrigue, you know, discovery. Oh, this is interesting. Where will it go? And it's one foot in front of the other and the discoveries that come out of it and then the application of that discovery and seeing the results and then further developing it, right? And it's, if you weren't willing to take that one step in front of the other of discovery and understanding what you have and not go, oh, well, now I can make it big and now I can do this. No, it's just be in the now, in the moment of what you're learning and be willing to move forward in that learning all the time. What it's meant to be is what it will become if you keep moving forward. Absolutely. And, you know, going forward is never a straight line. No. <laughs> so, you know, when, and, and, you know, having been an entrepreneur for most of my life, um, you know, you, you never go in a straight line. It, 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 it's a total zigzag. Yes. Um, you know, you're, you're zigging and you're zagging all the time. You're mm-hmm. always what I, what I call course correcting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Redirection, I call it. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you you hit a landslide and shloops, slide right down into you know, a bucket of mud. And it's like, no, that doesn't mean it was all over. Maybe you're sliding down in the mud because there's something over there that's interesting for you to pick up, right? There's always a reason. Sometimes that reason doesn't come to us in the now. But in hindsight, we go, oh, you know what? That's why that happened. Now I understand. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I believe that that everything happens for a reason. And I also believe that there's something to learn from everything, no matter how traumatic it is, no matter how much of a crisis it is for you. There's always something to learn. There's always something to learn. And in NLP, we say there are no mistakes. There's only feedback and learning. Right. I, you know, the word failure is used a lot by society. And I think if you've given up and you're just sitting there and unwilling to do anything, that's failure. But if you keep trying and it doesn't work, but you keep trying and it doesn't work, but you keep trying and now it works. You know, that is persistence and success. And you're going to have many different successes, but a hell of a lot of what people call failures, and I call them redirects along the way. You don't give up. You don't give in. You go, okay, it didn't work that way. Let's try it this way. Would we have the light bulb if Einstein hadn't done it a thousand times? (laughs) What's your strength? I mean, I'm the kinesthetic communicator. What are you? I'm actually a cognitive communicator, so I'm constantly making sense out of the world. I'm constantly giving things meaning. Why it's did the I work that you're that? doing, yes. <laughs> Maybe that's why I developed yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm constantly, you know, working at assisting people into independence. Right. And assisting, you know, assisting people into a quality of life. Yeah. Um, you know, I often say to my clients, my job is to work myself out of a job. And I, and I always laugh when they say, you know, a new client will phone me, phone up and say, Nadine, do you have room in your calendar? And I say, I always have room in my calendar because I'm always completing with my clients. Yeah. And it's just what I do. And, you know, I, I work from a very different perspective than a lot of other people out there. And, and I, I work mostly from non-traditional forms of therapy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's what I do. And they're very result oriented. Um, we, we get, you know, whether I'm 
coaching, whether I'm counseling or whether I'm, you know, consulting, I, I, I'm very result oriented. Well, what you're doing is giving people the tools. You're showing them how to use them. But now they need to put those in their backpack and move on. Now You're, you're prepared now. Go out into the world. These are the tools you use at this time. You'll know when you need that tool. You know who you are. And so there's a big dark, you know, alley down there. You know, you know that your personality type isn't going to go down that alley. It wants clear, clear field ahead of you. You've given people that knowledge, that know-how of who they are, how to use the gifts of who they are, when to use those tools, how to recognize other people. And so once your job is done, yes, they, you've given them all they need in order to walk forward. It's not like they need to come back. I suppose they could come back if, if something happens in their lives and go, okay, you know, um, I got stuck here. Sometimes we all need a reminder, right? Or a little kick up the butt. But could essentially your job is to help people understand themselves and who, what, why, and where so they can move forward without you. You know, you're not a psychiatrist that prefers people to keep coming back at $350 an hour. <laughs> And I work with a lot of couples. So, mm. you know, understanding your spouse, understanding, yes. you know, and, and how to work with each other and how to bridge those gaps. And, um, you know, I work with people that have had traumatic experiences. Um, there are ways to work with trauma that, you know, are very result oriented mm -hmm. and, you know, allow them to get on with the quality of their, of, of their life without having to re-experience those traumas again. So, you know, I, I do a lot of different things. I have a lot of different training. Right. <laughs> uh, because I am a lifelong learner. Right. And, yes. Know, I've been doing this for over 30 years. So yeah. a lot in your toolkit. You know, um, you've got security here too. And do you find the people that are kind of, you know, more in that, that need of security are the people that sometimes are the hardest ones to move forward? Not necessarily. No. Um, I, I think that once somebody understands, mm -hmm. like a lot of us don't identify that we're feeling insecure. Mm -hmm. um, we, so for instance, if somebody just is, when they feel insecure, they might just go into anger. Right. Because that's, that's you know, that's what their, their father did or their mother did or, or somebody, you know, that was the easiest thing to do, right? Um, and they don't understand what's creating that. And so they don't know how to not create it. Mm. Right? And so once you understand, you know, what happens when you're feeling insecure, or how you get there, um, you can actually do things to prevent it. You can actually do things to get yourself out of that place. Um, and you can begin to recognize when you're going there so that yeah. you know that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Because I, I find there's an, an awful lot of people and, and in the other program, there is the, we call them the goals, they're, they're, the, they're the builders, give them the blueprint and they're the builders, but also um, most fearful of change, most fearful of, you know, the boat being shaken, um, most fearful of being able to move forward. And, you know, we'll wait and see everybody else doing it first before they will go and do it. Um, you know, what would you call that in your program? Well, I don't know that I have a, a that that I right. can, exactly that I can say because there are 24 different styles. And mm -hmm. so everyone does it a little bit differently um, depending on where the components are. 
Um, for instance, kinesthetic people, they want, if they're, if they're wanting to do something new, they actually want to have a feeling for it before mm -hmm. they do it. Yeah. But they don't always have a feeling for it. And so sometimes they have to push themselves to do something new in order to get a feeling for it. So I always say to them, you know, do it two or three times. And if you, if you don't yeah. like how it feels, then don't do it again. Right. Um, but quite often they also want to have company doing it because they like to do things together, <laughs> you know, so doing it alone can be a challenge sometimes mm. for some kinesthetic people. For some visual people, if, you know, they want to do it perfect the first time. So if they, you know, <laughs> if they can't do it perfect the first time, they might not do it. Right. And again, they need to learn that it's okay to make, you know, to, mm -hmm. to, to get feedback and learning, not mistakes, but feedback and learning. And so that that's just part of the process and that they can, can master it if they keep going. Right. Right. Um, with the cognitive, you know, they, they don't like not knowing things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, they might, they might say, well, gee, you know, I don't have enough information right. to do that. I don't have enough to know if that's something I want to do or not. And with the auditory, auditories are kind of interesting in that they can, they can really dish out the pressure to get things going. They're, they're spearheads. They're, right. They're, they're the, um, they're the, you know, they're, they're the spearheads, they're the shakers up. They like to get mm -hmm. out there and shake things up. And then as soon as they get that, they're off to something else because right. they, they, you know, they get, they want to go on to the, the newest, most shiny object. <laughs> yes. Um, I have been drawn to those because they can see the vision, right? But and you can create the whole picture and you can get excited about it. But the patience to do it hasn't always been there. <laughs> With auditories, it's more like they go in and they shake things up and they get, the, they get everybody else moving. Right. And they delegate it and move on to the next thing. Yes. Um, and, and so auditories are, are really known for that sort of spearhead. But they're also ideas people. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that with their ideas, they don't necessarily know how they're going to get there. They don't have a sequence, whereas cognitives have a sequence. They're very sequential. And so yeah. when they have an idea, they have all of the sequence of how to get there. Whereas the, car, the, the auditory um, communicator, you know, they, they have these ideas. I, I often think of their brains as drawers. They open one drawer and they say, oh, what's in that drawer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so they, they have the ideas and they're good. They're, they're great ideas, people, and they're great spearheads. They can get people moving. Um, not always in the most gentle manner, mm -hmm. um, which is, which is sometimes where, where they have difficulty. Yeah. A little barking going on. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always drawn the analogy, a storyteller, obviously, you know, as a vision for a hotel, you know, as a kinesthetic, I want the hotel to make people feel pampered, safe at home, you know, at peace and excited about being there. And then, you know, I look to, well, if I share the vision, the auditory understands that vision. And as you say, they know who to delegate to, right? Actually, it's the visuals that have the vision. Okay. All right. Well, so, I'm, I'm so a visual, I mean, I, everything I feel, I see. 
so the so the, the you know the the kinesthetic would be the ones that that are 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 you know running running the hotel and 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 they're the very social they're the right. social ones they're the ones that are making people feel good so they they would be the ones that are are making people feel good the the cognitives are the ones that are that are doing the actual management right the visual are the ones that are are creating the vision and and the the branding and the mm-hmm. and what it's going to you know how it's going to look and then the auditories are the ones that are you know they're they're the 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 doers that are that are making making it happen they go yeah they're going to drive the clientele <laughs> in there <laughs> right right yeah so i mean again if you know um i have another person i think who you'd be fascinated with of what he's developed but it's how to use all four of those and to always make sure that in any business that you have that you have a representative that's a key their key personality trait there is each represented because now you can get the whole picture and everybody knows yes and to do that you need this and I see this happening when we can make that happen by this who do we need and that you've got a round of conversation going on in that in that team haven't you so if you are you know being an entrepreneur and you only want four people get four people with each strength being different to yours Yes, that's a very good thing to do. I mean, again, there's 24 different styles out there. Yeah. Right? So you have to take the whole, the whole pet personality process into consideration, because also the out of balance qualities can come into play mm-hmm. with your team as well. So right. you know, you do need to to look at that. And you know, I a lot of times I get asked the question, "Well, Nadine, who goes best with who?" Yes that's that 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 relationship question and Mm -hmm. you know what I my my standard answer is any two processing styles can work together some are just more work than others yes (laughs) oh so true (laughs) definitely Um, have you worked with with companies in looking at the you know the cohesiveness of the people in the company so that there is that synergy and alignment there I've worked with small teams. I've worked with management teams, and um, it, it's it's interesting because um, one one company that I work with that I that I often think about when I talk about it with people is uh, there was a boss who was cognitive, and one of the things about being cognitive is that um, you need to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner mm-hmm. um, very, you know, <laughs> consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you don't, you actually go into a state that that's not very nice. It's 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 kind of like that hangry state, <laughs> right? So so you need a routine. Um, well, and, and quite often because cognitives are very sequential, they don't want to stop if they're doing something, so they might not stop to eat, right? Or they might not eat breakfast because it takes too much time, or whatever the excuse is. They're very good at justifying things as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, in this particular situation, I, I had some information from the staff that, that, that this person wasn't, uh, wasn't eating. Mm-hmm. And so I did a day workshop with them and I, I kept telling them, you know, one of the things you need to do is eat. <laughs> you need it's to your fuel, right? It keeps the motor going. And this is why. Yeah. 
And, and it was quite funny because at the end of the day, he said to me, okay, Nadine. I get the message. I'm, I'm going to eat. For, I'm going to eat breakfast for two weeks and we'll see if it makes a difference. <laughs> well, after one week, he phoned me and he said, you know, I just have to tell you, he says, I wasn't very nice to you about it, but he says, I have to tell you that I've never been thanked so much for eating in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Not normally one that they're complaining about with the boss, is it? You know, the boss doesn't eat. <laughs> hilarious you know and and the thing is is that when a cognitive hasn't eaten and they're in that sort of hangry place Mm -hmm. um they don't know it right it's kind of a blind spot and so you know if somebody asks them a question they think that they're answering in a nice way but actually they're barking it at them (laughs) right you've, you've seen those snickers commercials Yes, exactly. right. You know, the, the wonderful exactly. one is is uh, is Betty White on the on the soccer or football field, and uh, you know, and it's like uh, you know, eat a Snickers bar. You know, you you're angry when you don't eat, and then it changes back into the person. But that is so very true, isn't it? Because it's um, this is I think one of the other things that we forget to do as humans, and certain types more so than others, is that you're too busy going, 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 and that you forget. Well, what's what's feeding you? You know, whether it's food or whether it's, do you need 10 minutes peace and quiet? Do you need to go and take a walk? You know, do you need to just uh, do something else, read for a few minutes, anything that, you know, just rejuvenates you. And we're so busy that we forget about where's the taking care of you. Because if you take care of you, you can take care of what you need to do. Absolutely. Self-care is so important. And, you know, often the thing that's neglected the most. Yes. uh, you know, self-care is, is that, is that thing that oftentimes goes to the bottom of the list Mm -hmm. uh, when it really does need to be at the top of your list and, you know, developing healthy habits. And, you know, there's scientific studies Mm -hmm. that, that show that when you actually, you know, take some downtime or take some, some time to relax or, you know, it's, it's like a muscle. Yeah. If your muscles always tense, it's a weak muscle, but you need to relax it as well as tense. And in order for it to be a strong muscle, the same thing is, is with us. We need Mm -hmm. to actually have, you know, that self-care and then we can be more productive. Yes. Yes. And uh, it's very easy, you know, when you get into the flow of something and go, oh, later, later, you know, um, and, you know, for me, I can have seven hours go by. I, I eat breakfast on my computer, eat lunch at my computer when I remember. And, you know, then it's five o'clock. Okay, I've been here seven hours, time to go. Um, and sometimes you look at your work and you go think, well, what have I done today? And yet, you know, we're, we're always doing. And again, it's what are we measuring things by? Who are we measuring things by? You know, and, you know, if you can pat yourself on the back for even one achievement today, instead of, I didn't get the hundred things done. You, you weren't meant to, mate. You wouldn't have done them properly if you were trying to get all hundred things done. I think we need to lighten up on ourselves a lot, don't we? We do. Yes. We, humor is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning to laugh at yourself. Um, learning, uh, you know, I often say with the couples that I work with, learning to laugh at each other. Yeah. Also, you know, in, in to, instead of taking our differences so seriously, you know, <clears throat> um, 
I'm kinesthetic in my challenge. And so my husband will often say to me, oh, you're doing that kinesthetic thing. <laughs> and we'll both, we'll both laugh because it's true. I'm doing that kinesthetic thing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes, my kids get a lot of laughter out of me because sometimes I could say words backwards or upside down or inside out and do things and or invent words. And they, you know, they always laugh at me. And for a while I was sensitive about it um, because because of in the past it was pointing out flaws. And now they just realize it's mum's quirks and, it, and it's a laugh and it's OK. And so I can join in the laughter now and not take it so personally. And Again, it's whatever we are, it's, it's understanding that, okay, that's our strength. That's, that's the way we interact um, or way we perceive things. Uh, is it the intent of the other person or am I just receiving it in a different way? So as you said, sometimes take a breath, you know, um, whoever you are, take a breath before you respond. And in, is it a personal attack? You'll know in that tone, right? Or, or is it just, you know, something there to make you laugh? <laughs> not always no yeah always in the tone. it's not always in the tone but you you know if you can stop and say you know what's going on for that other person yeah. that they're behaving in this way and does it really have anything to do with me or is right. it what's going on for them and you know if you can stop and do that you'll start to take things way less personally right and you'll start to also realize that a lot of the times when somebody, you know, it's like if you point one finger out. Three pointing back. <laughs> three pointing back at them. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I often say that, you re you know, oftentimes people are putting out really yeah. what's going on for them. Right. Projecting um, and dumping. Right. And, sometimes, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and it's sometimes just let them get it off their chest. Or if it's really bothering you, say, okay, clearly you're upset. Would you like to share it? Let's go over here. Let's go over there. Let's book some time. You know, get it off your chest. Um, because very often people don't realize they're doing that, do they? They're, no, just, they're, they're so wound up. Blah! It just comes out and they just don't realize you've just slapped somebody in the face with it. And they didn't like it. And uh, so... Again, that awareness, you know, self-awareness is very, very important and um, know when to have your Snickers bar. <laughs> <laughs> you've been doing this a long time. And as you said, as you gathered, you've gathered your moss of knowledge as you go and you work with a lot of people, couples, organizations, companies, individuals, and, um, you know, and you have different scales of, of what you do with it. And as you said yesterday, you, you didn't have time to eat. You were back to back on everything. Are you finding at the present moment in this shift of energy that we're in and this self-discovery that people are on, you know, they've awoken, they, they know there's something more out there, they know that they need to take more responsibility for themselves. Do you find that people are actually more hungry to know about, you know, the themselves in this way, so they know actually how to use themselves out in the mainstream? I think that there are more and more people that are getting to that point. Mm -hmm. I also think that there are some people that are hanging and clinging on yeah. to the old way of doing things and and to the old messages and and you know so that creates a bit of chaos yeah um as we've seen around the world very evidently yes <laughs> um, but uh, you know in i think that we're beginning a new age yeah. and you know we actually are in the age of aquarius now mm. yay um, which, is, <laughs> which is a great thing um <clears throat> and you know as we continue on 
I think that you'll find that more and more people are, are going to be learning things that they never maybe thought that they would learn. Right. And, and some of that is, you know, just really learning about their own gifts mm -hmm. and their intuition and, you know, all of those things. And I, I think that, you know, that I, I teach classes as well. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I teach things that, you know, how to tune into your intuition and right. how, how to work with your energy and, and things like that. And I think more and more people are, are needing that more than ever. And so that curiosity is starting to happen that as they see these things, they're, they're coming about. Right. Mm -hmm. um, there, there may be, I mean, they're even at times in the mainstream media mm -hmm. now, um, you know, things, when I started out, you know, more than 30 years ago, if you even mentioned the word energy, yes. Um, you, know, you were like, whoa, what are I you know, full of woo woo. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a common term. Yes. And, and, you know, we know that there's an energy field. We have scientific, you know, evidence that there's an energy field. Uh, the heart math Institute, for instance, talks about the energy of the heart, mm -hmm. you know, being so much more powerful than the energy of the brain. Right. <clears throat> you know, yes. the heart itself has its own brain. Yep. And, you know, so there's so many, there's so many incredible things that are coming, you know, there's so many wonderful things. I mean, we live in an age that's just incredible. And, you know, my, my hope is that I, I live long enough to see all of this, you know, come into fruition. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's my, my hope. I so agree with you. And, you know, I'm always saying the soul, the universe is trying to talk to us. That's the wisdom that's given to your heart, that is given to your spirit interaction for your mind to know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. Uh, a closed up heart is closing off that divine information. And it's also closing the intellect of the heart. And there are people who have had heart transplants that have knowledge that they didn't have before, feelings and things like this they didn't have before. And when they've spoken to the person uh, you know, knew the person with the heart, they would see that there was a synergy there. Again, don't limit yourself. Don't put limitations on your information, you know, on the knowledge of what is. If you don't understand it right now, that's okay. You're not meant to understand everything. Just know it is there. We are energy. Everything around us is energy. And we have been asked to raise our vibration, raise our energy up higher into a more peaceful, loving, kindness vibration. Because we've seen what the lower vibration does and what the lower energy does. It makes people angry, creates wars. It disconnects you from yourself. And you are constantly just spinning around trying to chase some happiness that is illusioning you. It's so important for us to know who we are because then we can understand more of what our purpose could be, right? What's my purpose? How do I find it? Know who you are. Where are your strengths? Where are your gifts? How do you interact? Now take that one foot in front of the other and that purpose will be revealed. But it starts with you. Point as much as you want out to other people. Three pointing back at you, mate. What are you going to do about it? And this is a wonderful way to start. If people haven't started yet in anything, know what your strength is. Are you kinesthetic? Are you cognitive? Are you this? Are you that? Know who you are because that will help you on your journey of life. As I said, when I did the True Colors, it was a light bulb moment for me and it changed directions completely. When you did this for me the other day, it was just that verification. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, all right. There's no getting away from who I am. 
right? I can't put me in a box. I can't change me. I am who I am, right? And it's being aware of who you are, the strengths, the weaknesses, the everything else. So it's so important that people do this for themselves. And you've spent all this time, you know, in development of this, using it, seeing it, how it really does help people. And so it's a no brainer just to step into your world and, and discover yourself. Well, what's, what's really, <clears throat> I guess, what's the, the one thing with the book, um, because I, you know, I, I worked with people individually and with couples and, you know, all of those things, but I, I was always present. Yes. And so one of the things with the book I was concerned about is, <clears throat> you know, do I need to be present? Do I need to explain it? Or did I do a good enough job mm -hmm. in the book to explain it? And I, I have people that have not worked with me that have gotten the book that have verified that they've gotten a lot of benefit from the book. And that, and that for me has been a, a wonderful thing because it, it means that the book is doing its job. The book yes. is a tool. Yes. And, and it's a tool to be used. It's not a book that you read cover to cover. Um, I mean, you can, but it's not, yeah. that's not how it's meant to be used. And, and so, you know, it's a tool and to see that the tool is being used and applied and, you know, that for me is what I made. That's what I made the book for. Right. So, you know, that's the gratifying part for me is that it's actually doing its job. And um, so I'm, I'm quite happy with that. It's the gate opener, the door opener, the starting point. You know, if you get familiar with the book, familiar with the language and the meaning and this and that, then when they come to you, they are far more ready to receive and will receive a great deal quicker. And then that means they'll be able to apply it to their lives a great deal quicker. So the book could be the first step. And it could be something that, as you said, husband and wife or family members or brother and sister or bosses and staff can read. And then it's book you to come in and make sense out of it for everyone. And we all need help. I'm sorry, folks, we're not meant to go through this alone. We are so much better when we are a community, when we're there for each other in each other's strengths. And understand that that village is only going to be as secure and abundant as everybody coming, you know, to the table. So get the book, share the book, read the book, and then invite you in to, to then maybe customize it more a little bit for the individuals or, or the group or whatever is necessary. It's the first step in your self-discovery. Know thyself. Right? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Know thyself. Um, you know, that's a, such an important, important piece of the puzzle. And, you know, you, you really can't have total satisfaction in life unless you know yourself. And, you know, raising, raising that vibration. Yes. You can do that in many different ways. Um, the, the one that's most studied is gratitude. Yes. And so, I mean, there are more scientific studies done on gratitude than I think any other emotion. And so if I was to give a tool to, to people to start with is to, you know, at the end of every day, go write down three things that you think went well that day and why they went well and be thankful for them. And Even if it's a bad day, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you have a bad day and that's just the universe saying, call it quits today or today is not meant to be your day of accomplishment maybe it's the day of self-care right maybe it's a day to be aware of others right don't knock the day 
everything has its reason and maybe be grateful at the end of the day that of what you learned from that bad day yeah. not everything has to be was sunshine and roses right sometimes those thorns <laughs> actually if we had no problems we'd go out and create problems oh we would problems are often how we learn the most yes and so you know that those are the things that 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 challenge us to look for how can we go to another level? How can we go to another, you know, another solution? How can we be creative? How can we, you know, be inspired? Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, it, we often look at problems as, as, a, as a, a negative thing. Mm -hmm. But in actual fact, if we didn't have any, we would be creating them. <laughs> well, the problem is to be solved. So that's what allows you to get into your creativity. Out of necessity comes creation. Right. So that's the reason why, you know, well, why do I keep getting these blockages? It's to learn from it, because the way you get out of them is the lesson you have meant to learn and the tools that you gather in order to move forward. Right. So don't look at it as a woe is me and I'm stuck and I'm not going to move any further. It's like it's just a puzzle for you to undo. And through that puzzle, so much more tools and information and creativity is now in your kit to take forward. Right. Absolutely. And there are tools that people can learn and apply in their life that really help them along that path. And, you know, that's, you know, when I mean, you can get them from many different sources. And it's so important, though, when you learn something, apply it. Yes. Learn <sighs> something and having the knowledge isn't the same as applying it. When you apply it, it actually becomes your wisdom. And that doesn't mean dictate it to others. <laughs> unless it's productive right you know uh don't get stuck and i have the knowledge for knowledge's sake and i'm going to lord it over you it's like is it relevant to the situation and is it a solution right because we are always looking for solutions we always believe we can do something better and we always believe there's so much more out there to discover all right so yes if we didn't have the challenges if we didn't have the problems what would be the point of living, right? And it doesn't mean those challenges and those problems have to be so difficult that they're painful. Yeah, we, we go through that, right? We, at some point in our lives, we all go through that. But what do we learn from it? And one of the common denominators I found from all the shows I've done is what people learn from it is how much strength they have, right? How courageous they really are. How many more abilities they have that they never knew they had and how much more purposeful they've become because of those lessons. So we have to be willing to go through it. But if we know who we are and in which way we interact, it becomes so much less painful to go through it. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Why make it more painful than it has to be? Right. I'm, you know, as you said, I'm kinesthetic. I'm a feeler. You know, it's, I'm a high sensitivity person and I have to sometimes just, as you said, say no to a situation or don't put myself in that arena because I know um, I literally can't walk barefoot on the ground because I can feel the negative vibration that earth is going through right now, wanting to evict us all um, because as humans haven't been very kind to her, but I'm up there in the universe, you know, getting rejuvenated. If I know that I'm going to be like that in those arenas, I know not to go to them and really put my best foot forward in the arenas that I know I can cope with. And it's stop comparing yourself. Well, 
George over there or Joyce over there has managed to do this and do that. And it's like, yeah, well, that was their strength. What's yours? Yours is just as the triangle and the orchestra is just as important as the pianist, the violinist, the soloist or the conductor, because together we make the harmony. All right. Just what's your Absolutely. instrument? Bring it to the table. Absolutely. And, you know, we can all make really wonderful music together. Yes. That's the symphony, you know, your instrument, know your instrument, learn how to play it, find the right orchestra to join, then create that symphony that resonates out and invites other people in those good vibrations. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Through a book, through music, through action, through st stimulation, through inspiration, it begets invitation. And then we're invited to step up and to be a part of it. And that is exciting, right? It's exciting. Stop, stop losing the wonderment of life because you're selling yourself short if you do look for the the meaning look for the lesson look for the the action to take you know look for how to do it differently yes you know that old saying that if you do the same thing over and over again and hit the same brick wall that's the the definition of insanity <laughs> you know and there's and a few of them out there boink boink <laughs> on the wall <laughs> why can't i get through this wall <laughs> so in, in nlp we always say you know there's there, there's a solution to every problem there is and so just do something differently and you'll get a different result and well, sometimes it is right <laughs> and you know again if you've got to that you know that crossroads and say well, i don't know which way to turn then what pops up in front of you is generally the indicator right and your book at the present moment is what's popping up in front of them right and that your book is that first step read it as you said it's not an uh, you know uh, an A to Z book, you haven't got to go from the one to the 300, whatever the pages are. Um, you can go wherever you're guided to go. But knowing yourself, <laughs> you said it over and over again, like a stuck wheel here, knowing yourself is the gift you can give yourself that, and is the service that you will be to others, not the burden to others, the service you'll be to others because you've discovered your own gift who you are and who you are is enough but know who you are not who what somebody wants you to be but who you really are how many people are walking around just trying to copy other people trying to live up to oh that person's this i need to be that i've got to do that or i'm a failure if i haven't done that who said that yeah no comparison, one other than society <laughs> comparison is one of the worst things people can do because the you're comparing you're, the only criteria you're really comparing yourself to is the one that you've made up in your head mm -hmm. because you don't really know what's going on for that other person. So right. they may be able to do certain things very well, but you don't know where, where their challenges are. And, you know, they're not the same as you. And so you can't compare it. You know, it's that old apples and oranges mm -hmm. situation. And, you know, one is not better than the other. They're just different. And, you know, I think that that's the message that I put out there very strongly <laughs> all the time is that, you know, everybody isn't the same. Right. And, um, you know, one of, one of the things when I'm working with a person, you know, I will often say, you know, I design the therapy around you, the client. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have one methodology right. that you have to fit. Right. Because 
everybody's different and this you know not only their processing styles but their situation their their upbringing all of that is different so <laughs> sorry we had a baby shower the weekend and this thing keeps popping up and then disappears and i don't know how to get rid of it so sorry folks a rainbow of hope right here <laughs> It will go away in a moment. <laughs> yeah. So don't don't compare yourself to others. I think that that's the biggest thing that that you can you know realize is that it doesn't matter mm. what you think other people are good at. What are you good at? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You know, like quit quit comparing. Quit quit saying, well, gee, I'm not good enough because mm-hmm. you are good enough. You are. You know, get comfortable in your own skin know yourself enough to be comfortable in your own skin and learn what you have to give and learn what you're good at because that's really um, where you're going to get your best satisfaction yeah I think the last year has been you know obviously it's been devastating for many people but it's been a gift to to humanity in many ways we were forced to to spend time with self and it was a time to kind of really re- review your life. Are you on the right track? You know, times to renew or what do I need to do to move forward? But it was also a time where all your talk show hosts and many shows and th- instead of the studio, perfect makeup, perfect hair, three minutes of glory and off they're gone. They're now on Zoom calls, you know, with makeshift backgrounds, their own hair and makeup. And the conversation just got more honest and more authentic. And we're realizing, oh, you know, rich and famous, but suffers from depression. I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought they had it all. Really, they're just like me. So, you know, comparing, we can we can congratulate them on their success, but they're no different to who we are. If you wanted that success, you you could go and get it too. And um, maybe that success for you it lies in a different different field altogether. I love the the way twenty twenty and going into twenty twenty one now is is has opened us up to looking at um let's say defroning some of the people off their pedestal and looking at the everyday person as being the hero and that they matter and we've seen a balance and an equilibrium that's really great and i want to see more of that right so yes authenticity i think that people are starting to value authenticity Mm. more than they ever have because you know I think we're tired of the the glitz, the glam, the 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 the, the perfect makeup, as you say. Yes. <laughs> I, I think that that you know people being real, people mm-hmm. being, um, you know, the human beings that they are, and sharing what they truly, you know, what they truly believe, what they truly feel from their heart, um, and and again, you know, that's it's that being true to self, right? Um, that that they're sharing and you know 2020 was a very challenging year for many many people and continues to be for a lot of people and yes it's given them downtime to look at themselves but it's also given them a lot of challenges and Mm -hmm. you know one of the things that I can say is is that keep tuning into the positive keep looking for the lesson keep Keep looking at what you can be grateful for, yes. even when you're in this situation, because that allows you, when you come from that place, it allows you to actually handle things in a much more, mm, 
better way. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it allows you to um, do more, be more productive, assist you in getting, you know, where you need to get to um, instead of just sort of giving up hope. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot, there's, there's lots of wonderful things coming to us, I think. Yeah. Um, there's so much negative messages out there. Um, you know, go on a news diet. Yes, <laughs> you know, please. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it's not all doom and gloom. Mm. But if you listen, you know, if you just watch the news so much of the time, which so many people are doing, it, it's very, very, um, when we hear something repetitively, yeah. the unconscious mind begins to 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 do, you know, go into places and make things so real and so um, devastating. Um, and, you know, you only need to hear it once, really. So, you know, go on a news diet, maybe watch it once a week if you need to watch it at all. Yes. Um, to stay up on things, but quit doing the daily thing because it's not healthy. No. It, it, it doesn't help you you know, look for the positives, look for the, you know, there is good news out there. It doesn't always make the news, right? Um, you know, but look for the positives, look for the things to be grateful for, look for, for the things to take a moment of joy in. And, you know, that will be much more productive for you. That will be much more successful for you. And, you know, you'll be more creative. It allows you the creativity to flow when your energy is and your vibration is higher. Mm. So that's what I would say. What you water will grow. So plant the seeds of possibilities, water and nurture them, and then allow them to grow in whatever they need to grow into. And and if I do watch the news, it's I watch the comedians, like the Daily Show and things like this, because it's sometimes the only way I can take it is with a dose of laughter, because otherwise it's just, you know, like, really? There are human beings that do that, you know, and it's it can be very despondent. It can really be a, a real downer and you get into your psyche and, you know, what's the point? What's the point of doing anything? The world's gone to hell anyway. And it's, well, we made that hell, but we can also create our own heaven. Um, it's up to us. And by raising our own vibration, by honoring ourselves and the gift that we've been given, by sharing that gift, we become the solution that the world needs. So step into self by knowing thyself um, in every aspect of who you are, how to use your beautiful gift and then share it with the world. Because now we're going to see the scale tilt in a totally different way. And we're going to see harmony in, in a way that we've never seen before as human beings. It's our making. It's up to us. We, we want it. We've got to create it. Absolutely. And, you know, look for the people that vibrate with you look Mm -hmm. for the look for the people that resonate with you look for the people that connect with you look for the people that make sense for you to hang around with um because those are the ones that you know they're your tribe yeah you know that's a that's a saying now that's very common they're your tribe and you know you want to find your tribe and and you can do that on the internet at the moment, you don't have to go out and do it. Right. Um, there's many places that, and many things going on, on, on the zoom calls and zoom networking and, you know, all of those things. And yes, would we rather do it in person? 
Absolutely. You know, I think that 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 human connection is is so important to so many people. And yet right now we need to find ways. We need to find the ways to connect with those people, even if we can't do it in person. Um, And that's, you know, that's the that's the creativity we need to, to work on at the moment. Right. Right. And of course, that's what you're doing. You have online programs. So you can do everything this way at the present moment. So would you like to share what your particular programs and offerings are right now and also how people and where can they, where can they buy the book? Um, well, they can buy the book online uh, at Amazon or Books and uh, Barnes and Noble. Um, it's, it's wherever I you plug in my name and you, it'll come up. <laughs> right. Nadine Hancha. And yes. it's knowing me, knowing you. Yes, it is. Um, my programs, uh, they can find on Meetup. I have a, my personal enrichment programs are on Meetup. Uh, they can also call, call me or email me um, at my, uh, they can go to my website, uh, www.progressiveplus.com and uh, they can send me an email if they're interested. Uh, the, the next course is, you know, Accepting My Brilliant Self uh, is my next course that comes up uh, starting, I think, towards the end of March. Right now, I'm, I'm doing a um, Heart Consciousness Dream Building 2021 class, but that's, that's in the process. Uh, no one can join it at the moment, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Book for the so, next one. Yeah. So, yes, I, and I have, I have six-week programs that continue to roll out as the year goes on. So I have many, many different ones. Uh, Some of them are about your intuition and how to tune into that. Some of them are about the principles of the universe and how to work with those. Uh, So many different classes. And then I have my, my NLP training and my other business classes and things that I'm, that I'm creating online at the moment because I used to do those in person. You know, a lot of people say, well, you're doing so much. And yes, because for you, it has been as you've walked forward in life, that door's open and that door's open and it's the intrigue or I need to incorporate that or I need to emerge this with it or I need to do that. Because it, again, it's, it's, it's not one size fits all and it's also not one program is the whole answer. You know, once you know who yourself, well, how do you use yourself? How do you, how do you connect with the entombment of the universe? How do you channel? How do you do this? So basically, you, you can take them from one room to the other, so to speak, and they can come out of that house a totally different person and somebody ready to go into action. Well, my, my hope is that they apply even a quarter of what they learn in any, any of yeah. my courses because that can actually improve their life. And yes. you know, that's really... Um, what I what I look for mm-hmm. you know, is that they apply what they're learning and uh, whether it's working with energy whether it's you know learning how to create goals that they can achieve whether it's working with um, their intuition whether it's working with the universal principles um, whether it's working with HUNA which is another thing that I that I work with there's many, many, many things to learn. And one of the things that I always say is that the more that I learn, the more I know that I need to learn. And right. so I, I learn what, uh, you know, I teach what I know. And then I also keep learning so that I 
can continue, continue te teaching. Yes, <laughs> sharing the knowledge. Um, again, I say when you tune in, you know, to to your source energy that resonates with the heart and spirit, go into knowingness, is we learn how to use the knowledge. It's not point of just having knowledge for knowledge's sake. You know, that means you're, you're an encyclopedia or a database. It's knowing what to do with the knowledge. And you can consume all of this knowledge and then you need to allow that knowledge to take you forward with its wisdom. Because like that's what you've done. Every time you've learned something, well, how, how can this help somebody else move forward? What can I create with it that can open up doors for other people? Um, so you are the perpetual scholar, but perpetual teacher as well, because you're eager to, to teach what you've learned. You're not one of these people that hoards the knowledge. It's like, how can I make a program out of this that can help other people? <laughs> so your dedication is there, uh, like a true cognitive, right? <laughs> it's always yeah, exactly. how, yes. <laughs> and we thank you for it, because as I said, when you did it, I mean, we just touched the surface and it just rang all the bells completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And again, sometimes we just need that permission to be who we are and you know just as I'm a female with blue eyes and gray hair you know uh, yes I could dye my hair I could put contact lenses in it's not going to change who I am right so it's knowing who you are is just going to bring about a balance within yourself and know who you're taking with you on this journey of life instead of perpetually chasing something out there. It's always been within you. You just need to know which buttons to ignite it. And you have you have the button pusher. <laughs> which one to switch on? So thank you so much for sharing with us today. And thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Oh, my pleasure. And the book, folks, it's yeah, you can get it on Amazon and Barnes and Nobles, everything, Knowing Me, Knowing You by Nadine Hancher, H-A-N-C-H-E-R. Not only is it a gift to you, but it you know there's somebody right now that is struggling. They just don't they know they have to redirect, they know that they're they're lost at the present moment. This is the pivot time in history right now, and when more and more people are looking at where they're going in life, and this book could be something that can help them and just get to know who they are and how to move forward. And of course, there's all of her programs as, as well. And it doesn't matter which order anything comes in, but just take action. These podcasts are to give you the information so you know which action to take. And the action is reach out to Nadine because you need to take her program. I promise you, I just did the surface of it and it was already wonderful light bulbs. And we need those light bulbs. You know, they help us see. Sometimes we're in a dark passage and we just can't hear ourselves, can't see anything, can't feel anything because we're in that darkness and that light bulb of information comes on and it just helps us move forward. So don't be afraid to take the journey and she's there to help you, knowing me, knowing you. Thank you, Nadine. Thank you, Sarah. Until next time, folks. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.